Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Sarah Stipp Wagner, a 2015 graduate of Muhammad Seymour High School. And my gosh, she's just done incredible things since then. Uh, she went down to, uh, to Carbondale, Southern Illinois for school, graduated in three years. So that was uh, pretty remarkable right there. Um, and then worked for Alpha Gamma Delta for a year uh, over at the University of Evansville uh, in the, as an admission counselor. And then since last August has been at St. Louis University uh, Athletics and is the, uh, the academic coordinator and also administrative assistant for men's basketball. So um, my guy, Sarah, you just had a lot happen in a short period of time. What, what do you think about all that? It's been a lot. It's been a lot, but I've had really great opportunities and really great experiences. And I've loved the journey every step of the way. I guess where I want to start with, as you were getting out of high school, as you're enrolling in college, what, what did you, what vision did you have? What did you see yourself doing in, in five to 10 years at, at that point? And then how has your journey changed? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like I left going out of high school, even my senior year of just the college search process and probably like a lot of other high school students, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I got um, an info card from SAU Carbondale and going to Illini games with my dad, you know, we would see the sports information directors. My dad always said, that could be you. And of course, my dad coaching football for quite a long time. I grew up in the athletics world. So I always thought, okay, maybe athletics is the way I want to go. I really enjoy um, learning in higher education. So maybe that's, maybe that's a path I want to take. And I ended up at SAU Carbondale in their sports administration program. I got my minor in event planning. Um, I kind of just did that for fun. I had the space to take classes and then opportunity to travel for Alpha Gamma Delta, which was a really unique opportunity. I visited 23 different college campuses. Um, so I got to work with a wide array of students, which I think helped me set, set me up for success. Um, and then I found my way back into athletics here at St. Louis University. Coach Travis Ford took a, took a gable with me, bringing me here, but I've loved it ever since. And so I don't really know where I see myself in 10 years. Hopefully still here with the uh, SLU Athletics. I love it here. I love the team atmosphere here and the family atmosphere. Um, but I, I didn't really know that the path would take me to where I am now, but I love it here. I love being here and I love, I love athletics. So you, you mentioned your dad, uh, Brad, who was a longtime teacher and coach in the Muhammad Seymour School District. And also your mom, Joan, is a longtime uh, elementary school teacher. So that raises the question, is that something that you ever think about uh, going into education as a teacher yourself or, or not? I don't know if I could do what my parents do. So my mom teaches second grade and my dad taught at the junior high level. Um, I think seeing them at home, I growing up, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if I want to be a teacher. Um, I make the joke, everyone else in my family is a teacher, except for myself and my younger sister's um, a senior at Illinois State. She's not getting a teaching degree. So I think my sister and I are going to be the two outliers in the family. Um, I could see myself being like a faculty member at a university, but um, I don't think teaching, it might be in my blood, but I don't know if, I, if I'm going to go into the classroom anytime soon. <laughs> Well, you know, it's been a while, but I, back when I was in college, I, I can't imagine going through in, in three years, and you not only did it in three years, but uh, magna cum laude as well. Now, talk about that. I mean, being able to go through that quickly and maintain such a, a high grade point average as well. Yeah, I definitely have to give credit to the Muhammad Seymour School System offering so many AP and dual credit classes. I didn't know while taking those classes how it was going to set me up for success. I was just taking them because... That's what was next in the course sequence, right? To move on to AP Calculus, um, you know, to move on to AP Bio. I didn't realize how much that was going to help me whenever I got to college. 
And then I was sitting down with my academic advisor and he said, well, either declare a second major or you're done in spring. And I was like, hold up. What do you mean I'm done in spring? Like, I got to I got to get the ball rolling on my resume. And I, I got to start, you know, putting it all together. And I remember calling my dad and telling him and he was like, what do you mean? Like, did you change your major? Like, why are you graduating early? And I was like, it just all worked out with the credits. Um, it took a lot of work on, on the back end, but I just love learning. I guess that's the teacher blood. I guess that's in me of being able to learn. Um, and just the faculty at SOU Carbondale made learning really fun and I really enjoyed my classes. So to me, it was fun to pick up that extra class. Um, I really enjoyed it, but um, we actually have a student here, Fred Thatch Jr. He also finished his degree in three years and he's currently in an MBA program. So that was the first instant connection I had with the team as soon as I was introduced. They're like, yeah, I finished his degree in three years. And I was like, wow, I did it as a non-student athlete. I couldn't imagine doing it as a student athlete and being a, being a men's basketball player. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to set myself up for success. It just kind of happened to graduate in, uh, in three years, but I loved every minute of it. But yet, even though you weren't a student athlete in college, I mean, you were involved in, in a lot of activities and, and extracurriculars. I mean, talk about some of the demands on your time that, that you faced during those three years. Yeah, uh, I, I did a lot, um, so much so I can't even fit it on my resume anymore. Um, I served as vice president for my sorority. I was very involved in fraternity and sorority life. I was overall fraternity and sorority life president um, for a year. I did that the same time that I was vice president. Um, and then I also tutored for Saluki Athletics. So that kind of helped me get an edge into my current position. Um, but I was doing that and also working in like the VIP lounge for Saluki Athletics. Um, it was a lot. And then I also was in a lot of different clubs for my major as well. It was quite demanding. I definitely had to learn time management skills, that's for sure. But everything that I learned, I think really helps me in my current position of um, taking the skills that I learned and helping develop them and, and younger student athletes. So how did the job opportunity with Alpha Gamma Delta arise uh, as you were graduating? Because it wasn't long after you graduated that you were working full time. Yeah, um, so the application process started in December of my last year at Carbondale. Um, it was, it's a very competitive process. About 200 women apply every year. It's a, a pretty big deal to, to get that position since you get to travel all over the country. And I even had the opportunity to go into Canada as well as my first time traveling internationally. Um, I was, just, I don't know how, it just kind of fell in my lap. I just kind of went through the interview process. And I think all of my experiences that I had at SIU Carbondale of all my leadership experience really helped me stand out um, amongst everyone else. And I wasn't even 21 at the time. I graduated with my degree when I was 20, and it was so funny. Um, I had to get a rental car to drive home. So headquarters is located in Indianapolis. We got a week off between all of our summer training before they sent us on for our first trip. And I was going um, to Nebraska Wesleyan. So we're like, go home for a week, figure out what you need to repack, and then we're going to send you on the road for a couple months. And I was so excited. Then I realized I wasn't old enough to pick up the rental car. I wasn't old enough to book a rental car for myself. Uh, so one of my coworkers had to do that because you had to be over 21 and I hadn't even turned 21 yet. Um, oh so that, there's some fun challenges with that one. Um, but I think kind of gave me an edge up of being a little bit younger. I was really able to connect with the women who I was working with. I wasn't viewed as someone scary who works for headquarters coming in. I was just a peer who was just trying, who's just trying to help and, and to give advice and some leadership. Uh, development opportunities. So I think it helps me on the long run, but uh, yeah, it just kind of fell into my lap and I'm so thankful for it. Being a big college basketball fan, um, I got to go to some really neat universities 
Uh, so that was cool. That was a fun perk along the way. I'm sure at the start, the, uh, the, the travel was exciting and you're looking forward to that. Did it grow old as the year went on, just kind of living out of a suitcase and, and going from one school to another and one room to another, or, or, or was it still fun and enjoyable after a year? Um, it depended on where I was at. If it, I went up to the University of Minnesota a couple of times, I went up to Canada twice, all during the winter. Uh, so it wasn't quite as fun whenever it was really cold outside. Um, I always made the joke that I lived in Chicago O'Hare. Uh, there was a stint there for a little bit. I was flying through Chicago uh, twice a week just because that's where all my connecting flights were. And um, people in the Detroit airport, my corporate card always had a hard time with one of the restaurants that I would eat at. So they got to know me um, really well there because they knew that my corporate card was going to give them trouble. Um, it was fun. It was, it was funny. The, the women would ask me, so where do you live? And I'd be like, well, I'm originally from, you know, the Champaign, Illinois area. And they're like, well, where do you live now? And I'm like, well, here are my two suitcases. This is where <laughs> I live. This is everything that, uh, that I have with me. Um, but it was really fun. And it's funny now whenever, um, and I'm not traveling as much now, but in fact, one of the assistant coaches is in Europe right now on a recruiting trip. And all my traveling experiences has helped me <laughs> Plan all the traveling for all of the coaches now. So I didn't really get old. I just didn't particularly like traveling during the winter. Um, but I still I love to go back and visit some of those chapters. So, so that's a good point. Now, when you were traveling, you were responsible for all the arrangements, right? I mean, you had to make the flights and the connections and uh, you didn't have somebody doing that for you saying, okay, you've got to be here at this time, right? Right. Yeah. I was just given, okay, be at the University of Illinois from these days. And then you need to go up to Eastern Michigan, head over to Villanova, hit Seton Hall. Oh, figure out how to get to Canada. Um, I, yeah, I was just given dates of what was planned. And then I kind of had to fit the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> how do you, as you look back, how do you think that job set you up then for the jobs that you've had since then with the University of Evansville as an admission counselor and, and now at uh, St. Louis University? Yeah, so at the University of Evansville, um, I recruited a good chunk of Indiana as my territory and um, Illinois from 64 North. So I did all Chicagoland um, by myself and I planned my own travel then too. So through that interview process, they asked me how I felt about planning my own travel and taking care of all that myself. And I was like, I, I've been doing it. Throw me, uh, throw me to the wolves. I, I've been doing it for so long, but that was a lot more rental cars because um, I drove myself a lot. But here, um, you know, I have coaches going down to Florida or to middle of Kansas or Ray is in Europe right now. Um, and it, it's funny because they'll they'll say, I need to get to this place and then this place. And I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to want to connect through this airport or that's not a very good connection. And they're like, how do you, how did, how did you just know that by looking at the flights? And I'm like, well, because I've done that connection and it's not fun or I wouldn't want to do a 30 minute layover in O'Hare because we have a good chance you're not going to make your next flight. Um, so I think they really appreciate that background knowledge that I can book all of their stuff for them and they know that I'm going to get them to where they need to go. Well, how did you kind of go then from the, the academic side, which you were at the University of Evansville to more sports oriented as you are now at St. Louis University? How, how did that come about? And, and were you were you anxious to do that or a little bit leery? Because I imagine you kind of felt like you, you were getting yourself established at, at your other position. Yeah, I was definitely a little nervous coming in, um, not being in the athletics world. I came in my first couple of weeks thinking, what am I missing compliance wise? Um, you know, I was a big college basketball fan, but on the administrative side, I felt like I was a couple of years behind. And what was news, I wasn't up to 
you know, I didn't know all the new compliance rules. Name, in, name, image, and likeness had just come out. Um, and I just felt like I was two steps behind everyone else in that aspect, but they were so great here at catching me up to speed and making sure that I felt comfortable in my position. It was definitely a scary leap, but um, I wouldn't have made the leap if I wasn't working for Coach Ford and the rest of the coaching staff here. They made um, the transition so easy. And I made that known to Coach Ford in my interview with him one-on-one of, it's been a while since I've been in the world of athletics. And he was like, we believe in you. We're going to be behind you. We're going to support you. Um, and they believed that I was the right fit for the job. So they provided a lot of support for me, you know, those first couple of weeks. But I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of things now. What was it like interviewing with, with Coach Ford? Was that at all intimidating? Or were you comfortable at, at ease throughout that whole process? I was definitely nervous at first. I mean, meeting with a Division One head coach um, is nerve-wracking for, I think, anyone. Um, he is such a cool guy though. Um, I think a lot of people see him on the court and on TV and he's very intense because he is very competitive. He's one of the nicest humans um, I think I've ever met. So he made the interaction very informal and just tell me about yourself. And um, we were talking about Ford Stewen's son had just um, been born. So we talked about his family a lot, talked a little bit about basketball and he just set clear expectations of what he needed from me, but he made it very relaxing, very laid back. Um, so yeah, I definitely went into it a little bit nervous, but walked out um, feeling very confident in the conversation that we had had. Uh, but he's great. He's great. He's awesome. So what all does your job description include? What, what kinds of things are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, no day looks the same. Um, during my interview, I, I also met the athletic director, Chris May, and he uh, told me that I need he needed my help in taking care of everything so that the coaching staff could just focus on the team and coaching and recruiting. Um, so it, it's a bit of everything. My days usually start the night before and make sure I get text reminders out if there's any meetings or appointments for the next day. Um, and then while the students are in session, I'm usually meeting with the athletes throughout the day. Usually I'm meeting with everyone once a week for about an hour, work on time management skills just to make sure they're up up to pace with all of their classes. Sometimes it's reading over a paper or I don't know how to start this outline. They do have peer tutors, but sometimes they just need a little bit of extra help um, getting some things jump started. Doing a lot of recruit, recruiting, planning, um, a, that big trip to Europe, which I say, I keep bringing that up because he's supposed to come back tomorrow. Fingers crossed that everything, everything works out. I'll, I'll be sleeping with my phone on loud tonight to make sure that uh, we get him back safely in the United States. Um, typing up practice notes, working on scouting reports, no day looks the same. You know, I walk in not knowing what, what the day is going to bring and whatever Coach Ford needs or any of the other coaching staff members need. Uh, but that's what makes it fun. I, but that's also college athletics, especially now with COVID and everything, just being flexible um, and willing to help out with whatever's needed. In the office, it's expense reports. It's doing all, all things recruitment related and making sure we're up to compliance on everything. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it, but I love it. It's never the same day twice. And do you have to do anything as far as monitoring the, the players' grades as well, or is that falling to somebody else's um, um, designation? Yeah, I kind of tag team that with Heather um, Freehill. She's a senior academic coordinator, so she oversees um, men's basketball but as well as other sports. So her and I kind of tag team looking over grades and updating, which she's been a great help to me. Um, she's been here for I think 14 years and this is her 14th year. So she has been a great resource for me of just learning SLU's curriculum, um, 
you know, just how to best support the student athletes with different professors or different types of classes. Um, yeah, so she's been, she's, she's been a great help. So it's kind of a tag team of looking at players grades and just to make sure that, uh, that everyone stays eligible. <laughs> now, do you have any responsibilities uh, on game day, game, game night or, or not? Uh, do, you, do you go to the games, at least the home games? Yeah, I go to um, every home game. I've only missed one, and that should be the only game um, I missed this season. I had I did travel to Boise State with them um, to help with some academic stuff while while we were on the road. Um, I don't have specific duties during game day, but whenever we played Iona on Saturday, someone needed to go get the post game meal, and so I was the one who was on the road to raising canes to get the post game meal. Um, so it kind of depends on what the what the team needs. Um, we don't have all of our student managers since it's still the holiday break here. So not everyone's back. So I've had to step in a little bit more in game days. But um, I just try to be the biggest fan in the stands when it comes to game day. Sometimes you might just need they just need that boost of energy, and um, I tell them that I will be their biggest fan through and through in the stands. Uh, so it just kind of depends on the day or if we have a recruit here. Uh, but I should not miss another home game, knock on wood, but yeah, try to catch every one of them. So besides uh, getting the post-game meal against Iona, I understand you had to go on a little shopping trip. Uh, talk, talk about that. Of course, Rick Patino, who's won a couple NCAA championships, coaches Iona, and uh, Coach Ford had played for him and, and wanted to get a little thank you gift because that game was scheduled on, on short notice, correct? Yeah, very short notice. Um, they came up after practice. Uh, a Thursday after we found out that we weren't traveling to St. Bonaventure um, and it was all hands on deck calling whoever we um, whomever um, and Rick Patino was coach Patino was so gracious to bring his team over here to play gave us a tough one uh, that's probably the most physical team we have seen and um, yeah, I was my husband didn't get to the game but I was there texting my husband like this is this is going to be a, a great game this is a great team and a great opportunity for us um, to play, but yeah, coach Ford wanted to make sure that they felt welcome, especially coming in on, on short notice. So, um, I was asked to go get a, a couple welcoming gifts. So I ran over uh, to the Hill here in St. Louis, which is, um, known for a lot of Italian places, local Italian places. So I went over there and, and got them some welcoming gifts and dropped them off at, at the hotel. So, um, just one of those things, again, you never know what, what it's going to be day to day, but um, it, it was just my little touch for uh, Iona coming to town. So, so did Coach Ford give you any direction, or did he, he just say, you know, here you go, I, I want to get it something, you, you go for it? Uh, or did he say, I would like this or this, or, or how did that uh, come about? Yeah, there were there were some couple requests. Um, Italian wine was one of them, and I'll be honest with you, uh, I, I get whatever's on sale, so I knew nothing of what I was what I was doing. Um, luckily, there's a great place in Clayton, Missouri that I went kind of explain the situation um, of how big of a deal this was as, as a welcoming gift. So I, I got some help there. And luckily, Corey Tate um, knew where to get some great cigars. So I just had to pick those up and didn't have to worry about it. Then I went to a, a bakery that was highly recommended and got some cannolis for him. Um, and then the, the woman there also threw in some other treats that I, I didn't know where they were, but she was like, he's got to love them. Uh, don't worry about it. So I, I dropped those off at, at the hotel. So I, I, I kind of had some direction, but uh, I, I knew nothing about what I what I was getting. So I had to rely on some of the professionals helping me of, uh, of picking out what was right. Now, did you actually get to meet uh, Coach Patino or did you give it to, to one of his aides? I just dropped it off at the hotel. Didn't get a chance uh, to meet him. Uh, Pre-game was, was a little crazy. I 
getting everything ready for the post-game meal. I missed a little, I missed about the first eight minutes of the second half, bringing, bringing the food in. And then after the game, we were all so pumped. Um, I'd even make my way over there to even get the opportunity. I, I wanted to be surrounded by uh, our guys and just celebrate with them. So that was, that was awesome. But um, yeah, Coach Ford thanked me again this morning and said uh, Coach Patino really appreciated it and loved it. So I think I did a I think I did an okay job picking picking everything out. With a, I got that compliment. So. So you talk about how the job is different on a day-to-day -day basis. I, I would think to me that has to be one of the appeals, right? Knowing you're not, you know, after five weeks, you know, it's not the same drudgery. Well, gosh, I did this yesterday. I'm going to be doing this next Monday. And, you know, it's something, you know, maybe you do some things the same, but I mean, it, it's got to be appealing to know that there's going to be a lot of variety in the job, isn't it? Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, you never know where they're wanting to go recruiting next. I'll never forget uh, early December coach um, Jack Aletti was like, you know, I'm looking to go to Madrid and France in January. And I was like, well, that's a new one. Let's start planning that one. Um, you know, going over to Kansas and then randomly down to Florida and um, Lexington, Kentucky. And, it, you know, it, they, uh, it's always a surprise of, of where they want to go. But it, it's really fun being able to come in and just kind of go with the flow and just kind of go with the day. You never know. You never know what they're going to throw at you. Uh, get some major curveballs, but. It's definitely a major appeal of the job and I think that's college athletics in general. I'm just trying to figure it out as you go. Well, I know a lot of college athletics, especially on, on the coaching end, I mean, anymore, it's like 24, seven, 365 days a year. Does it kind of consume you that much? Or do you feel like when you have a day off or a night off, you, you actually have a night off without having to check your phone every 15 minutes to see if somebody's saying, Hey, we need you to do this or that. Yeah, I kind of have a good idea of, um, especially on like weekends or, or after hours, if they need something, um, you know, sometimes coach will need a flight the next morning of, hey, we've just learned that this kid we want to go see is playing tomorrow night. Can we try to get me there? Um, they're really good about making sure that I have my weekends too. They're, they're great about being flexible on my time. I don't feel like I need to check my phone every 15 minutes, but um, I also want to make sure that all their travel plans are going smoothly. So I think that's more of me personally of just making sure that they are taken care of. But I think that also comes back to my personality of just making sure that everything's taken care of um, and that they're traveling well. Um, but, you know, sometimes students need help with, you know, hey, can you look over this 10 page paper, you know, on a, on a Saturday night that's due on Sunday? And absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not going to say no to that, to helping someone out. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely have, have my free time, but I'm also more than happy to support them whenever they need it. So you had mentioned earlier how you felt like Muhammad Seymour really benefited you academically. How about just growing up in a town, you know, Muhammad's size and, and relatively close to the University of Illinois? How do you feel like that kind of helped shape you growing up in, in this particular area? Yeah, um, I think... I think there's a couple of different aspects athletically. I think um, being under um, Coach Seal was there at the time. He was my coach. He just knew so much. So coming in and even back on the players, I was there before shoot around before practice. And uh, sometimes they forget that I played basketball. So they'll quiz me. I'm like, what does one, two mean? I'm like, that's a one, two, two zone. Like I, I know what a one, three, one zone is. Like I know I kind of have an idea of what y'all are doing. Um, so I just had a great background knowledge coming from Muhammad Seymour, working with great coaches and then academically um, all just the opportunities. And then I think I really got to know my teachers as well, being from a smaller town and having those connections that really helped when it came to letters of recommendation for scholarships and to get into the program at SOU Carbondale. 
Um, also hoped that my dad was a long time or is still a long time Muhammad resident and um, he knew a lot of people if I had questions and whenever it came to athletics, he would always have a connection with someone of, oh, so-and-so's daughter is working at Florida and does this and does recruiting for their football and you should connect with them. Or I heard so-and-so is doing this and you should connect with them. So my dad has um, also helped me in just a lot of connections of, um, in, in the community of uh, knowing who to ask whenever I have questions. Well, Sarah, I appreciate your time today. I've pretty well covered my questions. Unless there's anything else you would like to add before I let you go. I don't think so. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, we have been talking with Sarah Stipp Wagner today, a Muhammad Seymour graduate who is the administrative assistant and academic uh, coordinator for men's basketball at St. Louis University and uh, works directly with Travis Ford. Uh, sounds like a, a very exciting uh, job opportunity and, and hope you uh, continue to enjoy the future as much as you have your first year there. Great. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye.